I'm here to be an all-time great. great. Now rocking with the best. Perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow, perfect yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back title. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great Showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! Get it. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to Laker Talk 101 with Jonathan Mathis. How's it going, Jonathan Mathis? Hope all is well. Man, how's it going, big baby? It's going wonderful. It's going wonderful, man. And in today's show, we're going to talk about the breaking news that happened yesterday. (sighs) Rajon Rondo out six to eight weeks. And we're going to talk about um, Jay Williams talking nonsense again and Colin Coward talking nonsense again. So we got a whole lot to talk about. But first, we got to focus in on the breaking news about Rajon Rondo. Rajon Rondo fractures his thumb out six to eight weeks uh my thoughts about it before i let you go jonathan um it's unfortunate it's really unfortunate because rondo is a big part of our team it's a veteran championship experience and it happens you know and a fractured thumb probably it's just gonna sit out six to eight weeks but we got crucial need to step up quinn cook and we may need to get uh tucker Horton tucker from the g league he may be having to come over and step in the rondo spotlight and for me man lebron's gonna play point regardless you know, I mean, LeBron's going to play point. He's going to get his teammates involved. And I'm just I'm, – it's unfortunate he got injured. It's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, we can't complain. Six to eight weeks, we'll see you in the playoff run, Rondo. We just got to put our big big boy pants on and keep it pushing. Next man up mentality. So what is your thoughts about the breaking news that happened yesterday about Rajon Rondo? That's a huge blow for the Lakers. He's out for six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, six to eight weeks is a long time to be uh, miss, missing in action. Uh, Rondo's loss is huge, mm-hmm. but I don't think it'll impact the team that much. I think more than anything, they'll miss his veteran presence. I think that's what they'll miss more than anything else. But like you said, LeBron will run the point. So I expect LeBron uh, to, uh, you know, dribble the ball up and down the floor, uh, you know, with his ability to be a playmaker. I think he's going to make those plays. He's going to make sure he gets everyone involved in the offense. So even though they're without Rondo, the Lakers should still be fine. I don't think this is a a big deal for the Lakers. I think they'll be able to still uh, get through um, in the playoffs. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think they'll be fine, man. This uh, Laker team is very mentally tough, so anything you throw at them, we're gonna, we just got to go run it and play. We can't complain as fans. Oh, Rondo's out. What's going to happen? LeBron's going to play point. AD can bring up the ball, too. We got guys that can bring up the ball. Caruso, Quinn Cook. You know, so we got these guys that can play a point. You know what I mean? So I'm not really worried. You know what I mean? And Deion Wedge can bring up the ball, too. He played a little bit of point guard at yep. Syracuse. So yes. uh, we got Frank Vogel's got to put in a good game plan, and we got to run with it, man. But uh, we got to talk, talk about Colin Coward talking nonsense again. Um he said we're not a championship team just because of Rajon Rondo not being there. And I don't – I just find that funny <laughs> funny because it's all of a sudden, Noda was talking about the Lakers. As soon as Rondo goes out, people start talking, talking. 
You know, it's, it's, it's just funny to me that that stuff happens, you know. As soon as Ronda goes down, everybody's saying we're not a championship team. We need Ronda to win the championship. Really? <laughs> we don't need Ronda. We'd like him on the team to help us contribute, but we have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You know what I mean? We got the two superstars, one of the – actually, the one of the, be- the best one-two punch in the NBA right now, LeBron James, 80. Best in the NBA. I don't care what anybody said. You got your Paul Georges, Kawhi. You got your James Harden, Westbrook. But if it comes down to seven-game series, I'm putting my money on Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And we are a championship contending team. So, Colin Coward, that's blasphemous. You're going to say that? Like, come on, man. <laughs> but uh, I'm not surprised. You, Colin Coward always be saying stuff. I'm not I surprised for him saying that. So, what are your yeah. thoughts? I don't know how you could dismiss this team from playoff contention um, when they have two superstar players in mm-hmm. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I mean, that is utterly silly uh, to say that you're going to lose because you don't have Ray John Rondo. Mm-hmm. Ray John Rondo is already well past his prime. You know, he's a veteran. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran uh, superstar, yes, but he is now – more there for um, his advice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's more of that guy who can, you know, be a leader on the bench and that kind of thing. He's not, you know, going to be the same player that he was in Boston. That's crazy to think that this is not a championship team. The Lakers are a championship team with both LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And then you have other guys who's been there before. Danny Green. You have mm-hmm. Deion Waiters. You have role players on this team now. You, you know, you have Jared Dudley. You have players that can get it going on this Laker team. So I think that's um, disrespectful to the Lakers as a, as, a, as a collective bunch. I think that's uh, very ignorant uh, of anyone to say. And this is not to bash Colin Coward. I, I respect him. I think he's good at what he does. I think he's an excellent broadcaster. Wonderful. One of the best in the business. But to say that the Lakers are not going to have a chance because Rondo is not there, that is crazy. Yeah, and I actually got a little bit of audio from the um, show today from Colin Coward. Hold on, let me play it for you guys. I like change. I've told you before, I didn't grow up in a, in a traditional kind of family and traditional go to church on Sunday, dinner on this day, go to this camp every summer. So I'm all for, uh, you know, over the course of my career, I've changed directions, trained, changed jobs, changed bosses several times. I'm good with it. But I, I, I get a lot of people aren't. When LeBron James decided to come to Los Angeles, much like when Michael Jordan decided to go to the Wizards, it was not the best basketball move. We knew it wasn't the best basketball move. He could have gone to Philadelphia. Instead, he went to Los Angeles. Well, Jeannie and Jim Buss, the owners, didn't get along. The front office was unsettled. It's since been, you know, torn apart and rebuilt. And the roster wasn't very good. The Lakers were a bad team. Owner, front office, roster, four years before he got here. And Philadelphia, here's the starting five. He could have inherited in Philadelphia. That's a championship team, potentially. LeBron, Joel Embiid, Dario Saric, J.J. Redick, and Ben Simmons. That's a lot of good players. I got news for you. That's beating Boston, and that's beating Milwaukee. (laughs) The third best player on that team is probably Ben Simmons. The second best player on Milwaukee is Chris Middleton. So that team is getting 
to the NBA Finals. Win it, not sure, get to the Finals. But LeBron chose business over basketball. And I support him. Because LeBron had achieved so much, 99% of you are never going to allow him to be MJ. So he finishes second greatest all time. And the business stuff in LA has gone through the ceiling. It's been better than I thought. I'm told by people close to LeBron, he loves LA. His kids love LA. His family loves LA. The billionaires have lined up to support LeBron. His net worth is now $750 million. He's close to being a billionaire and the businesses are unbelievable. And I mean, his legacy has been formed. He's first or second best basketball player ever. So I support him. But this morning and yesterday, when I see the story that Rondo is hurt, he's not winning a title. The Clippers in the same building are healthy, rested and go nine to 10 deep. So now Avery Bradley's not around. He's a starter. And Rondo's not around. He's a real high IQ rotational playoff guy. This is not a championship team. And LeBron deep down knows it. Last two years, basically, it's been LeBron, Anthony Davis, and just a bunch of stuff. And this is the downside. This is why I think Kevin Durant, who doesn't have Michael Jordan's legacy yet, he doesn't have LeBron's legacy, is making a mistake choosing Brooklyn. You're not choosing Brooklyn for basketball. You may be choosing it for happiness. You're not choosing it for basketball. Less of a coach, less of a point guard, less of a roster, less stability, less winning, less of a culture. You're not choosing Brooklyn for basketball. You're choosing it for other stuff. So it's a little bit of a cautionary tale. But in the course of Michael Jordan, I got it. He was the best player ever. He was exhausted. You watched the documentary. I mean, it's like every championship was just uh, – you know, if it, Michael was the best player in the world, and he was being tackled for years. And I totally support LeBron, and I totally get it with LeBron. He's number one or number two all time, depending on how your worldview of basketball. He's not falling to three, and for the twos, he's not going to one. He chose business. This is the downside of choosing business. Tom Brady chose the Buccaneers. He chose it for football. Look at the roster. I mean, go, go look at how Vegas changed Tampa Bay with Tom's arrival. Like, Tom chose it for football. Receivers, tight ends, coach. Uh, Peyton Manning chose Denver. They had Hall of Fame corners, great pass rushers, very good receivers. Peyton Manning went football. And maybe basketball and football cultures, they are different. I mean, basketball players make so much money off the court with shoes. Once you get a few titles, what do you care? Let's go do the business thing. It's fun. But, but this morning, no Avery Bradley, no Rondo. Clippers go nine deep, totally healthy. Paul George saying this is the best I've felt in years. The championship stuff is over. When you choose business over basketball, <laughs> you need a bunch of breaks to win in basketball. And the West is so good. The point guards are so unbelievable in the West. And now you lost your two best defensive guards, Rondo and Avery Bradley. I like Alex Caruso. Come on. He's never proven anything in the postseason. KCP's talented. I don't trust him in the postseason. Again, Caruso and KCP are nice. Bradley Rondo, I've seen be great when it matters. The downside to choosing business over basketball, I don't think LeBron's losing any sleep, but what you're seeing with the Lakers, you're witnessing it. Jonathan Mathis, what's your thoughts about Colin Coward right there? You know, he did make a, a, a few valid points. Mm -hmm. Um you can argue that LeBron came to L.A. for business over basketball. Um, I think it's well established that he 
joined the Lakers because he wanted to be in L.A. Mm -hmm. because he is thinking about life after basketball. And what his plans are after basketball is to get into the filmmaking industry. Mm -hmm. we, we all know that. We know his kids like it here. We know his family likes it in L.A. Um, you know, sure, the Lakers are a different team without Avery Bradley and Ray John Rondo because they are both two guards who can play great defense. Mm -hmm. I said this before. Avery Bradley was the best perimeter defender that the Lakers had. Mm -hmm. But Colin Coward is looking strictly at defense. Mm -hmm. He's not looking – at what the Lakers have on offense. The Lakers have one of the best players in the world. That's LeBron James. When you look at LeBron James' film, and when you see what he's been doing in his workouts, this man looks completely locked in. He looks more focused than ever. He has a different mindset. You can see it. Mm -hmm. You can see it in Anthony Davis's game. You can see that these guys are determined to play at such a high level that they are, you know, looking to silence their critics and they are aiming, you know, for a championship. They are thirsty for a mm -hmm. championship. They are probably as thirsty as our fan base Facts. at this point. Facts. You know, so to say all of those things as if they matter um, is a little bit crazy, you know, um, I get where Colin Cowher is coming from. Yes, he could have teamed up with the Philadelphia Sixers. Mm -hmm. And yes, they would have been the best team in the East. But remember, the East is a weaker conference than the West. The West is more of a, of a powerhouse conference made up with so many great teams in the Western Conference. As Colin Cowher pointed out, you have a lot of, you have a lot of great point guard play in the Western Conference that you don't really have in the Eastern Conference. So he did make some good points, but I still think you can't take away what this Laker team have on the floor. You talk about how dysfunctional this team was. That was last year. This mm -hmm. is a different year now. Mm -hmm. This team is a totally different team. Yes, the front office was in chaos like last year. You know, we all know that this team was in so much turmoil, mm -hmm. but they turned it around. Mm -hmm. You know, we're in 2020, not in 2019. So let's look in the mirror right now and see what, what we can see with this Laker team. And what you see is a team that's contending for a championship. Yes, 100%. And I think Colin Coward is just looking at, like you said, defense. But when, like I said, he, I know he doesn't trust KCP and Caruso, but Lakers are 17-3 when KCP is in the starting lineup. So, you know, that's – everybody's talking about numbers don't, numbers don't lie, stats don't lie. That's a stat. When AV, when KCP is in the starting line for Avery Bradley, we're 17-3. and three. So, regardless, we still have a good team. I still got the faith in the Carusos, Quinn Cooks, AD. I, I have all faith in the whole team, you know. I know LeBron's going to be playing point and all that good stuff. But him to say that we're not a championship team, Colin Carey, if you listen to this, that's blasphemous. We got, one, like I said earlier on the podcast, one of the best one-two punch in the NBA, AD and LeBron. And if they get clicking – and our, because I noticed when the Lakers um, play great, AD and LeBron play great in the sense that when AD and LeBron play great, the team rally around. I just noticed that. When we played yep. Milwaukee, AD and LeBron turned up. The bench, the rotation player stepped up against Clippers. LeBron, AD stepped up. The, mm -hmm. So it's a team effort. 
You know, we're a chance with Contenti. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what Skate Bayless has to say. You know, and there's breaking news kind of right now from uh, Shams. He's talking about uh, um, there's growing optimism or belief that Victor Odipo is going to play for the Pacers. I know he said he's not going to play, but now he's in Orlando scrimmaging on 5-on-5. Five five, so it's just – it's a little bit of breaking news. But Victor Odipo is very talented. Um, he might be playing in Orlando, you know, because I know his Pacers are a talented team. So he might have his – they might have their star – Oh, and, and what if he possibly joined the Lakers next season and form a big four? I would instantly love to do that. But, A, we would have to give up sign and trade Kuzma. I would love to get Victor Oladipo. He's a bit – that's what we need, another another player that can get to the basket and score at will. Victor Oladipo is talented. I would love to have Victor Oladipo on Lakers. You know, but we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Um, He'll be in Hollywood. He'll be able to have a chance to go on American Idol. He can sing really well. Yeah, I remember his uh, his uh, singing at the All Star Game one year when they were posted on TNT and stuff. But it's crazy. But yeah, man, uh, we gotta get into it. Um, Russell Westbrook tested positive for the the virus, and uh, he has to be quarantined. Then he'll rejoin his team, and it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? And Westbrook did say this virus is very serious. Take it seriously. And you put hashtag wear a mask. So what are your thoughts about Russell Westbrook being tested positive for the virus? You know what? I'm not surprised. As we know, the cases are continuing to rise throughout just the country um, in all places around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really a surprise to me. But what this, uh, what this tells me is that, you know, this virus is real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it does not discriminate. Um, it affects all uh, walks of life. Um, anyone is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone c- could contract this virus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Russell Westbrook is right. We have to take this very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a game. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to you gotta be mindful what's going on and you got to take it real seriously it's a virus that could really affect you um if you're not careful so you know i'm glad that he uh you know posted that message Mm -hmm. and hopefully people will take heed to that um they'll not be so ignorant and be more conscious of what's going on Mm, 100 percent. hey people out there wear your mask people Wear, Thank you. Wear Thank your mask. Hashtag wear your mask. Because it's unfortunate, man. Westbrook's talented. You know what I mean? And Am Silver did say if he continues to, like, I get, oh, I got a stat that, uh, not a stat, but like, they were being, I know that the players in Orlando have to get tested. And Shams tweeted about how many players have gotten the virus. Or not players, like, how many total? NBA and Players Union say two out of 322 players returned positive test of the COVID-19 while in quarantine on NBA campus. So only two out of 322, you know, so that's, that's a, it's good, you know, but I don't, it's good news. Yeah. And, and a lot of the players have been uh, like Montres Herald from the Clippers is complaining about the food. You know, a lot of these players, even J.R. Smith is complaining about the food, you know, and uh, I saw a video of him complaining, not complaining. They didn't give him blankets, you know? So it's like, these players are complaining about not ha- having the right food. Your name. They're, they're used just to. Just be thankful. Living. Just be thankful. You know, yeah, a lot of people. Grateful. Yeah, right. grateful. But they're used to you know? living this mm-hmm. luxury lifestyle. Yeah. And you're not going to get that in the bubble. You're, yeah. you're, you're not going to get it. You're there. You're on a business trip. Yep. 
look at it that way. Mm. You're on a business trip. You're there to do one thing. And everyone's objective is to win a championship. That's what you're there for. You're there to get the season back up and running and hopefully help your team win a championship. You're not there to impress anyone. You're not there for a fashion show. You're not there to eat at five-star restaurants. Um, you know, you're not there uh, to have a good time and party and, and, and have a good night at a strip club. You're not there for that. It's, it's a business. You guys, it's your occupation to play basketball. Just take what is there. Uh, you know, be grateful that you're playing basketball again and just go out there and play and stay in the bubble, you know, uh, make sure you follow all the rules and the guidelines necessary so you can stay safe and healthy and just go out there and play. That's it. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. And uh, Dwight Howard um, posted on his uh, Instagram. I talked to him on Instagram um, live and asked him how the quarantine was going. And he said, uh, it's going cool. How's the vibe? He said the vibe's cool, but people are still at like up at ease, you know, like, you know, they're like, you know, they're aware of what's going on. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate. You know, he's he's thankful to be there, you know, healthy and everything, you know. So go look at it. It's on Dwight Howard's post, me and his conversation. If you want to see the full, you know, my conversation with him, go on my Instagram, BigBabyJonathan underscore, and it's on there. Yeah, man, um, I agree with Dwight, you know. I agree with 100%. And, um, and that's the crazy thing, too. He was at the pool. Dwyer was at the pool and all just chilling by himself and people were walking around, walking around, you know, and there was supposed to be, remember how the NBA had DJs, DJs, DJs at the pool and stuff. And uh, Anthony Davis was talking about only Dwight showed up to that DJ party, you know? So it's crazy, man. It's crazy that uh, players are, don't want to be, be at the pool and stuff and just chill, you know, it's, it's just, I I really don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but uh, well, I got I gotta ask you this: Do you think they should even like over? What is your gut feeling about the NBA? Do you think it's gonna finish, or do you think they're gonna eventually say, "You know what? We tried. Let's cancel." If if the numbers stay where they are right now, mm-hmm. I think they'll have a chance to finish out the season. Yeah, you know, if they stay in the bubble, like they like they have, and mm-hmm. if like, if this works out, then I think they'll finish the season. And so far, it looks good. You know, I mean, they haven't started playing yet. They haven't gotten on the court yet. But I'm, interesting, I'm, interest, I'm interested to see what happens when the teams start playing. Mm, because yeah. then, you know, when they start playing, the players will be in contact with each other. You know, there will be, you know uh, – bodies colliding there will be uh you know players making a lot of contact you know mm-hmm. there be there be a lot of physicality you know there be sweat exchange you know um that kind of stuff so that's what i want to see um i, I want to see what happens then um if you know cases start popping up then you might have to consider shutting it down but I, I doubt that that'll happen because they, they are in a bubble. Um, not too many people could come in and out. So they should be fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree 100%, man. And if they did cancel the season, it'd be unfortunate and nobody would get blamed. But actually, somehow Skip Bayless would blame LeBron for them canceling the season. Because Skip Bayless, like, because uh, I know there's a lot of NBA players that have, like, they can put, like, like respect us on the back of the jersey, you know, and all that, mm-hmm. like, Black Lives Matter stuff. Mm-hmm. LeBron, LeBron says he's not going to um, put that on the back of his jersey. He's just going to put uh, his last name, James, and AD's going to do the same thing as Davis. So what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's a fair decision. Mm-hmm. If they want to go with their names and they feel more comfortable by putting their names on the back of the jersey, then mm-hmm. put your name on the back of the jersey. If you feel it's going to cause a distraction and it's gonna you're going to receive a lot of backlash because of it, then don't do it. You know, that's probably why LeBron – and um, AD decided to just go with their names. I haven't really read up on why LeBron James uh, chose not to, uh, you know, put respect or any other uh, social justice uh, meaning on the back of his jersey, but I'm guessing that's probably why he chose not to do it because he knows that it would just, uh, you know, create unnecessary headlines Mm -hmm. and it could heightened the criticism yeah you know i saw that and i was like you know it's, that's his decision you know and a lot of people are like you should put put that put like respect us on your back but hey that's lebron's choice you know LeBron, i know he's been very outspoken yeah he's doing other things on his platform you know on his social right. media talking about that type of stuff right so. he's using his platform wisely and, mm. and i think that's as far as he's gonna take it yeah, I feel it 100%, man. But Jonathan Mathis, thank you for coming on. Laker Talk 101. We'll talk next week, man. Thank you for coming on, man. No problem. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.